Dingus and Dongus. Hey, Michael. Episode 37. The Wilds. I feel funny. Hello. <laughs> you feel funny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what kind of funny? Not not funny funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Dingus and Dongus debacle. Once again. Where we feel funny, but aren't funny. Nope. We try. <laughs> The comic we read this go-around was The Wilds, out on Black Mask Studios, by Vita Ayala and Emily Pearson, released starting in 2018. I like the story. It was a fun uh, take on survival. Yeah. Uh, you know, post-apocalyptic stuff uh, with zombies. But in this case, the zombies are flower people. Which makes me think is... Because they were working on a cure, mm-hmm. but like, what if you just sprayed them with pesticides? Or not pesticides, but, uh... Herbicide? Herbicide. Fungus killer. Yeah. Like, would they die, or would the fungus go away? I don't know. I mean... They would probably die, <laughs> is my assumption. Yeah, because I'm imagining, like, okay, so, like, these plants are growing in, in into people, right? So, whatever they grew into... That becomes a void once the plant dies, right? Potentially. Yeah. It's not... The body's regenerative to a degree. That's true, but, like, you know, if you got shit growing in your brain and then it just suddenly dies, I don't know if your brain's gonna fill that yeah. void. Yeah. Fair. It was basically a zombie book, but yeah. they're like, what if it was uh, the fungus that takes over ants instead of zombies? It was a zombie book. And really, uh, that also ties in with, uh, what's that video game? Um, Last of Us. Exact same premise. Uh, Zombie apocalypse because people get infected by uh, fungi. Oh, okay. And Super Deep. I don't know. Did you ever watch Super Deep? I never got it. I never finished it up. I started it. Yeah. yeah. So so lots of precedents for uh, zombies that are... Uh, uh, people who are infected by fungus. Yes. And but this is a really fun take. Or, I don't, I don't know if it fun's the right word, because it's pretty fucking depressing. It was fungi, though. <laughs> <laughs> we did it! We did it! <laughs> no, it, it was this little post-apocalyptic settlements, and then the human bullshit between the two. Mm-hmm. Well, there's more. I think there's three in this book that they actually talk about or like go factions. to. factions. Yeah, not even really factions. You got the main place with the runners. Right. And the corrupt guy running it. Then you got the medical center with the corrupt people running it. <laughs> and then you got the lonely dude like in South Bend or whatever Nomads it's or something. Oh, but then there's also nomads, so there's yeah. four. But the place... Where the book basically starts off, and the guy's like, "Right, just just eat it. You'll shit it out before you get back. <laughs> just eat it. It's fine. It's a gift." <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious because I didn't have a frame of reference. Yeah, that these runners, the scavengers that they send out, aren't supposed to keep gifts for themselves, mm-hmm. right? And I was just, yeah, just eat it. Like, what's yeah. the big deal here? And then she was trying to have some moral, like. 
I do this to help people, so I gotta turn over everything. Like, mm-hmm. Nah, just eat it, and it's fine. What's the problem here? As I get to the book, I understand her more. Right. I thought it was pretty good development over the course of five books for a character. Yeah. You know, not the most in-depth, but it paints a pretty good picture of who this person is. It's better than some of the stuff we've read. Yeah. Yeah. In, in terms of character development over the course of five to six issues. Right. Yeah. Um, so, on the topic of shitty leaders... It's nice knowing that, you know, even the apocalypse can't kill them. They're like fucking roaches. <laughs> they, they always rise to the top of their little, whether it's a little pseudo city-state or mm-hmm. governments of world superpowers, mm-hmm. they always rise to the top. It's nice to know that some things never change, right? <laughs> yeah. Just expect that, and you'll yeah. be fine. You can expect, you know, exploitation of your fellow human beings <laughs> as a constant in uh, human existence. Yeah, exactly. No matter what happens. Yeah. This dude literally made contra- contracts with people that were ultimately, not completely, but largely impossible to fulfill, so they just keep going on runs, so that he didn't have to go on runs. Right. It's, like, it's fucking you know, fuck. Indentured uh, slave, uh, indentured serv- servitude never went away. Yeah. Ever. No. Nope. Like, ever since it started. It's still around. Yeah, it's still around. And even after the world end, it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice, you know, it's it's nice to have something you can rely on. <laughs> when the world goes to shit, you can always rely on being exploited by... By some asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really appreciated the runner's ethos for their burials. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Take them to this cliff, light them on fire, and, and just kick, kick them, them in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want to push them in, right? Because yeah. you can burn your hands. Yeah. Just like, not even just a nudge or anything, just a full-blown kick in. <laughs> I would probably nudge just like, eh. Get a stick. And right. <laughs> poke, poke, poke until until it goes over. It's like, this is for your own good, so you don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but what if the stick is infected? What if, it, what if the stick is carrying the, the, the fungal spores? It'll it'll go up in flame also. That's why you light it on oh, fire. Oh, yeah, light that's the, right. the body on fire. That's true. I was thinking, you know, maybe it, like you poke it hard and fast... Hard and fast enough, <laughs> the spores won't actually get destroyed, uh, and they'll penetrate into the flesh and go deep inside and grow there. It'll start growing and festering in there, and the fall off the cliff will put the fire out. Mm-hmm. Why throw them off the cliff at this point? I don't know. Because it's hilarious, that's why. <laughs> there was a panel... That the artist Emily saw in her head before this book was even finished. She's like, this is going in this book. <laughs> and Emily, you delivered. Thank you for that yes. panel. You're the true hero <laughs> of the wilds. <laughs> so, I like honestly, I would probably, if I don't end up being that asshole that exploits everyone, I'd probably be a nomad. Yeah. I would be a nomad and die like the very first day. <laughs> But would you willingly? It was like, hell yeah! Let me be a mushroom, please. <laughs> what if? I think I what would. If, what if 
you became infected with hallucinogenic mushrooms. Yo, so I'm just high all the time. So you're high all the time, and then you're cognizant enough to go to other people. It's like, hey, man, you want a hit? <laughs> you want a little nibble? A little nibble, nibble? Like have some, uh, have a little bit of ear. <laughs> have a great time. You'd be the drug dealer. Of Dude, the- that would <laughs> rule so hard. Yes, yes, please. <laughs> Uh, be high on shrooms for the rest of my existence until your mind deteriorates into nothingness. Yeah, but but that's also you know that's just like a really really high dose of psilocybin. Yes. So I was gonna do that anyways. Yeah. <laughs> that's what your mind would sound like after you got your last. I'm assuming, did you read all, all those little the shorts? Posts? Yeah. yeah. The, the be, quote unquote best runs. Yeah. I enjoyed about half of them. I like that they were there. Yeah. It added a little bit of flavor to the compounds. Right. And I I think my favorite one is the last one with uh, Daisy, the main runner mm-hmm. in the story, because it, it provides really crucial details about you know her past. Right. And you really understand her motivation because of that little short. Yeah. It's like... She was late. Yeah. She was <laughs> fucking late and her kid dies because she couldn't get the medicine. Yeah. Couldn't get the medicine. So so then you, you really start understanding, you know, okay, she she does everything by the book. She always makes sure things are done right mm-hmm. because she doesn't want that shit to ever happen to anyone. Anyone. Right. Again. It really buttoned up her character. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, like her character was pretty well developed throughout the book and then that just... Sealed it up like little cherry on top. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I want to talk about the. I think it was the second little short about the guy who found the weapons. Yes. Did you get the impression he just straight up murdered people, people, and not zombie That's people? Pretty much, it was like a warehouse, and I think dude just killed people. Yeah. There were there were some mushroom people in right, it, but I think he just. Didn't differentiate and wanted the loot. Yeah, is what it was. So, so you start seeing a little the dark side of you know uh, what the runners do is like, okay, we we want some of this shit and these people have it, so I'm just gonna go kill them. Yeah, I'm gonna take it. It's mine now. Mm-hmm. That happens, and it's also funny because they're not supposed to keep gifts, as we mentioned, but they also have a safe house where they yeah. they kept some supplies. Because they fucking needed to, mm-hmm. so they could survive out there. And I just thought it was funny that this little, was it a little boy? There was a little person, I think, with one of them when they were talking about the hideout. And they're like, you're not supposed to keep shit. And they're like, we need to keep the shit. Oh, Eli. The little oh, kid, right, right? yes, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, the boy. Yeah. I guess he wasn't too little. But that kind of helped... Um, expand that, like, yeah, there's these hard-rooted rules for post-apocalyptic survival, but we need to bend them a little bit to actually survive out here. Right. To get supplies back to the compound. Right. It's like, yeah, bend the rules so, so you can actually get the shit done. Right. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. So you're not as hard as and fast as you said you were, mm-hmm. but there's actual purpose behind it. Right. Were you switching gears completely... Because it popped in my head and I remember just now. So I'm going to bring it up before I lose it again in there. Confused by the character arts between, I believe it was Daisy that was locked up in the medical center. Mm-hmm. And the person, 
Daisy was talking to on the other side of the vent, they looked like the same exact character to me. Yeah, I think I had a little trouble with that. It just in my head, like I just looked for uh, Daisy's scar. It may not have been Daisy then initially that was trapped. Oh, Heather. 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 It was Heather. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It was, a, it was Heather and then this other character. Yeah. And they were the same fucking art. Yeah. I've they look very similar. I was curious. Like, for a moment, I was, thought maybe they were doing some weird, like, she's talking to herself thing. Mm-hmm. No. They're just a... I think Emily <laughs> was really lazy <laughs> on these ones. She took all her energy <laughs> on, on the cliff... <laughs> The cliff and the kicking of the corpse, she couldn't muster up another character <laughs> to talk to Heather. And really, to be fair to Emily, she made the right decision. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it was more important to have the cliff scene than for us to differentiate between these two characters. Yeah, because the other character didn't matter so much. No. I, in fact, I kind of forgot she existed. <laughs> I only ex- remember because she looked like Heather. Yeah. <laughs> And then Heather got out, and then the doctor lady's like, no, 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 no. Go back in there. You can come out later. It's like, you're not even going to try? You're just going to say okay to this? I understand the plot and the reasoning behind the doctor saying that, but if I were in Heather's shoes, I'm like, no, I'm going to try it, and I'll probably die. Imagine, like, if the doctor really wanted to just keep Heather there and, and her head's like, oh my god, this fucking worked? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. I I'm can't believe she believed me. Yes, yes. I'm the best at my job. <laughs> and I kind of wish that happened. It should have. Yeah. That would have been great. <laughs> and then the other compound could have come in all guns blazing and busted her out mm-hmm. instead of their little sneaky sneaky. Right. Which wasn't very sneaky. Yeah, it ended up not being very sneaky at all. <laughs> nope. It was intended to be sneaky, though. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Best of intentions and all that. Yes. So I want to talk about Emily's work one more time. Okay. You listening, Emily? You, I said Emily very strange. Emily. I liked how well the day or night was done. Hmm. It just was very easy to say, oh, it's daytime. It showed a good uh, transition of time, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And the daytime was just so glowy. Everything looked really pretty in this apocalypse. True. Yeah. But specifically to me, the daytime and then the nighttime and the transition Mm -hmm. I thought was well done. Other books probably have done it well, but for whatever reason, this stuck out. Yeah. So if it's sticking out, you're doing... Something good, I guess. Right. I know. Well, speaking of things that stuck out to me, it's very minor, but I like the end tags for the main story and all the shorts. Yep. It's It says, end run. Yep. And it's like, yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking, I don't know if I would be driving a muscle car in a scarcity environment either. Like, a yeah. truck I can get, because you can haul stuff. Right. But a muscle car? Probably not the best move. Low gas mileage, no space. Yeah. <laughs> Looks cool. Yeah. Oh, he probably get you wherever you're going fast. Get a motorcycle at that point. Yeah. If, if, the, if the purpose of the vehicle, mm-hmm. whatever it is, is A to B ASAP, 
motorcycle. Yep. Which they had. They put it on the back of the fucking truck. (laughs) So, I don't know. I guess it also could have just been this is what they had that ran. Yeah. But they had a whole garage of, like, some pretty beefy-looking cars, too. They do. I wonder, you think it's just, like, the, the mechanic lady... Has a thing for muscle cars. I mean, they rule. Muscle yeah. cars are awesome. Yeah, could be. And it's, it's head cannon for me. <laughs> he just really likes muscle cars and refuses to work on anything. And else. no one else can do anything about it. Yep. So that's what you get. Exactly. Find more fuel, assholes. <laughs> or they converted him to some other fuel, a biofuel. Right. That's possible. Yeah. That's what I like to think happens. Biofuel. It's humans. Ground up human. That's why they set him on fire. (laughs) (laughs) And they kick him off into the cliff. Human charcoal? I was getting there, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) They kick him off into the cliff. And then, I don't know where I'm going with this. I was going to say like a grinder's at the bottom of the cliff, but why is it at the bottom of the cliff? And And why is the body on fire? I don't know. (laughs) To purify the fuel? (laughs) And then it grinds it, and then after it grinds up the body, it compresses it. So it's just charred remains that somehow go into a muscle car. Oh, whoa, 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 wait. What if, what if it's, they set it on fire, the people's bodies on fire to render the fat. There you go. And yes, and yeah. they use, somehow makes that combustible. Yeah. With science. Yeah. Yeah. That works. Yeah. <laughs> Good book. I, I, I enjoyed it for that genre, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's solid and, you know, it's, I, I don't know. I guess it's always nice to, you know, validate my own belief system. And in this case, it's um, management and government and people in power suck. Yeah. So it's always nice to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Other people think what I also think. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Validation. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So uh, album this time is Wolves in the Throne Room, Primordial Arcana, uh, released 2021 on Relapse. Witter. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well... I enjoy the album, but I also hate it for its stupid, catchy melodies that won't leave my head. <laughs> I'm convinced there's only, like, two songs on the album. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think that sounds about right. I really enjoyed the not-metal parts of this album. Mm-hmm. A lot. Surprisingly a lot. So, since we're jumping right into that, I had another one of those episode things where i thought the album was done and then there's one more song because the last two tracks are like weird instrumental shit right Mm -hmm. yes and the second to last one sounded just like something off of like it's it sounded like something off of uh wild honey where like it ends in like weird nature sounds and shit yes it's like oh okay yeah there's that the album's done right and then you hear the water, water, waddle. <laughs> the water waddle. <laughs> the water waddling. Um, a little trickling water. And it's like, oh, yeah, nice and calm. And then the next track, boom. These, like, really deep, bassy drum hits. I'm 
pretty sure that was intended as a bonus track. Oh, really? Yeah. So the album, I guess, would technically end where you would think it would end. Uh Uh-huh. And then they have a bonus track. Huh. Okay. I don't know why in this day and age you really have a bonus track. I never really understood why a bonus track existed to begin with. But especially now with the proliferation of digital Mm -hmm. media, I guess you could say. Why? Yeah. It really... I mean, like... Especially if it's on, like, a track listing. I, I could get bonus tracks where it's not listed. Right. Right. That's cool. But if you're going to list a track and call it a bonus track, what's the point? Now, uh, I didn't actually look at the back of the official release. Mm. So maybe it's not on there. Mm. I looked at Metal Archives. Yeah. As I look for virtually all my shit. Yep. So it was on that. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's not on, like, an LP or a CD. Which then would make better sense. Right. And I can understand, like, LP, they ran out of room. Yes. Right. Fair. Yeah. And doesn't work with CD. CD has plenty of room. But LP, yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's But it's... Uh, I agree with what you said, and also, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was one... Prob- I, I'm going to say track four. It was whatever the title that said words, 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 and then in parentheses had more words. <laughs> there might have been a word fire in there somewhere. I can't remember. Anyway, it starts off with horns. Okay. Very yeah. early on. Yeah. And my mind immediately went to Oliphants. <laughs> Sam and Frodo on a cliff, looking over, and there's fucking Oliphants. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, this is Lord of the Rings music. Hell yeah. It's not, but that. And th- and after I listened to the album, I went and watched that scene. Yeah. There's nothing that sounds like that horn in there. But that's just immediately where my head went. <laughs> so, kudos to Witter for evoking a Lord of the Rings scene in my head. Which makes me happy, because I love Lord of the Rings. Like, yeah. a fucking lot. Yeah. <laughs> now, one of the first things I noticed about this album was... Um, how much I like the sound of the drums. They felt, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Primitive? No. Uh, not culty. <laughs> Uh-oh. What was that? Captain. Oh. <laughs> you smell like, it now? No, but I'm preparing. I thought it was <laughs> like I had super stinky breath or something. <laughs> no, it's all the cats pooped. And it smells really bad. The drum sounded like that poop smells. <laughs> well, it's, it's tribal. Yeah, like I just <laughs> I like just the sound of like the drums. Okay. Like uh, the toms, I love the way they sound out on the album. And I kind of wish I got more of it because really, um, it grabbed my attention on the very first track. Like. Uh, when, when uh, they were doing uh, the drum fill with a bunch of toms, and the toms sounded great, and they were hitting cymbals, and the cymbals sounded great. I wish I could name the cymbals, but really, in my head, it's hi-hat or not hi-hat. <laughs> Those are the cymbals for me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but they all sounded fucking fantastic on the first track. And then, I don't know, so, like, as I kept listening to the album, like, 
all that enthusiasm for how great the drums sounded just kind of faded into the background. Mm-hmm. And I stopped noticing the drums. Um, well, what did you notice instead? Just that their riffs. sound? Okay, yeah. riffs, gotcha. Yeah. But when I went back and listened to the uh, album a couple more times, it's still that that first track is like, oh man, when I hear that first track, it's like, drums sound great. And then the rest of the track is like, I forgot that, you know, the drums are there. Gotcha. I don't know what it is. I couldn't tell you either. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. Maybe I just wanted more drum fills and um, the whatever symbol they were hitting on that first track. Toward the beginning. Throughout the whole. Yeah. I yeah. want to hear more of that, <laughs> but I didn't get more of that. I probably got more of it, but I just didn't notice. I did, it, did it? Did Do you think it's one of those things where you get too much of a thing, you don't care about the thing anymore? Oh, maybe. It's like, oh, I've had fucking chocolate every day for a week. And then you're like, this chocolate doesn't taste very good. Yeah, it's... it's yeah, maybe. You know? Yeah. In, in a more like, microcosm scale. Yeah, like, I, I became acclimated to how good I think the drums sound. Yeah. Now, another note on, on the drums... It actually has nothing really to do with the album. It's just me being stupid. Mm-hmm. And so the very first time I listened to the album, I was in my car, right? As with most of the stuff that we've uh, talked about, I listened to this stuff in the car. Um, so, you know, track one, uh, drums sounded great. Uh, rest of the tracks, uh, drums, you know, kind of faded to the background for me. And then when I got to the last track... What I heard, you know, there's really deep uh, drum hits on that very last track. Uh, The first time I listened to it, it came out as like this bit crush buzzing sound. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a robot farting. Awesome. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is kind of cool, I guess. (laughs) Well, it's like, I wasn't expecting this. Right. It's like, it's neat. Was there just like a wire? Yeah, <laughs> my aux cable was <laughs> fucked, and I, I just like, I didn't listen to the album again for a couple of days, and I just assumed that's what that last track sounded like. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, and then I went back and listened to it. Oh shit! And now, and then immediately I started questioning, like, how many albums have I listened to where I was actually listening to it with shitty quality <laughs> because I was like. I don't know. I don't know how this is supposed to sound. I've never listened to this album before. <laughs> twelve. Yes. You've listened to twelve albums with shitty quality. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Considering all the albums out there. Yeah. This is not bad. But yeah. Ooh, I got a whiff. Right. <laughs> it's uh, it's bad. So the 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 track after the Ollie Font track. Had a super abrasive, like, electronic sound almost immediately. And I thought that it was going to devolve into some weird EDM track. (laughs) But it had an electronic component to it. And it was this EDM beat and sound to it. And I was very confused by it. Because otherwise you get this Cascadian black metal stuff or uh, an ambient nature type of sound or a kind of folk fantasy 
soundtrack, right? Mm-hmm. Those those are the things that are kind of what encompasses this album sound. That track had weird EDM noise in it that you didn't hear anywhere else in the album. And I didn't know why it existed, and I want to know why they didn't just go for it and make an EDM song, like a techno club song. Do you think maybe there's something wrong with your aux cable? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's not it. Fair. But, yeah, Do you know what I, I'm I know, talking I know about? What you're talking okay. about. Okay. Yeah. But speaking of like folky instrumentations and stuff, I really like the second track, where it starts off with a, the like a really droney. It sounds like maybe a hammer dulcimer or something, where it's uh it's the same note on the beat. Ding ding ding. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. But I really like that because. I don't. I don't actually know why I liked it, but I really liked it because it, the the dulcimer or mandolin or whatever the instrument they were using, it literally played the same goddamn note throughout the whole thing, and it was great. Yeah. It was. So, have you listened to much Wolves on the Throne Room? Um. I have. I have listened to some. Um. I mean, given that it's black metal, and black metal isn't necessarily like. Go to thing. Okay, no, I haven't. Uh, yeah, because I've listened to uh, hell, like two hunters. Yeah, and like one other album. I've listened to those albums more than once. Yeah, I've listened to others once or in passing or whatever. I don't quite remember this level of inconsistency track to track. Inconsistency or like it, a it, variation? Variation is yeah. a better word, yeah. Yeah. But so I was just curious if they moved to this and like their variation. I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah. They've always been one of those bands that I align with Agaloc that I just don't really much care for. Yeah. And it's. I don't know. And I don't care to try and listen to their stuff right that's fair i don't know i don't really have a reasoning yeah but i that, that's why i get i don't know it is <laughs> i mean i have to like everything yeah, yeah true that's I, fine but i mean overall i did enjoy the album yeah it was better than i anticipated mm-hmm. uh whether or not i will listen to it more i don't know i, I might go back and listen to the uh First track, because I like the drum sound. <laughs> and the second track with the droning there noise. You go. And yeah. One other thing I would like to bring up is I enjoy the crows. <laughs> the crows are great. Because uh, you have wolves in the throne room, and now you also have crows in the cave room. <laughs> Do you think those are the same crows that were used on Satyricon's Music video for King. Yes. Yes. Or no, not King. Is it King? Yes. There's crows in the music video for King, I'm pretty sure. But also, I think what I was thinking of was Black Crow on the Tombstone. Or is that a lyric? I can't remember. That joke has been ruined (laughs) by cat poop. The odor has infested your brain. Yeah, there's like little... the fungal spores from the wild. The fecal spores <laughs> is what the true apocalypse starts with. 
Uh, but at least we can always rely on shitty dictators. Dingus and Dongus. They mock.